You're listening to the Auburn Express. Uh, oh, <laughs> what's up, y'all? I was just, you know, soaking up all that good chatter on social media after the Auburn men's basketball victory, round of 64. It's a lot of going on, you know what I'm saying? Iowa fans, Texas A&M fans. You know, so Ike and Mike, they're not running the ship this morning. It's be will Fan Friday, morning drop. Let's drop it on them. Are now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Yeah, man, your boy B. Will in here. Morning drop Friday, St. Patrick's Day. So, St. Patrick's Day, happy day to everybody who celebrates in whatever way. You know what I'm saying? Prepare your livers. But it's your boy B. Will. Ike Jones in here with me. We are celebrating Auburn men's basketball's round of 64 victory. Over the Iowa Hawkeyes, round of 64 victory for guys who some would say didn't even deserve to be in the tournament, Ike. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard that. Mm-hmm. I heard that a couple of times yeah, this season. Yeah. There was a rumor floating around that yeah. Auburn was supposed to be an NIT team and, you know, we didn't deserve mm-hmm. the tournament. We got <sighs> NIT, the not in tournament team. You know what I'm saying? That's what NIT always stood for for me. But we are not in that delegation. We are in the tournament delegation, the tournament win delegation. There are some. Teams around us who can't say they're in their delegation. You know what I'm saying? But before we get into all that, Ike, how you feeling this morning? I'm feeling great, man. I was at the game, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you know, watching mm-hmm. Auburn do work. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we uh, uh yeah, man. It feels good. It feels so, you know, I, I feel I feel good because this was the first time I personally got to go and watch Auburn get a tournament victory of any sort. Mm-hmm. That's an SEC tournament last year. We lost the first game. Yeah. It was SEC tournament this year. We lost the first game. I didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament last year when we won the first game. Right. But last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Make it sweet, doesn't it? It's sweet, isn't it? Well, let's 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 start right here. Because I want to start right here. You were on the floor. You and Mike G both on the floor at the game. We got mm-hmm. a few people in the comments already saying they saw y'all. So I know how glad we are to interact with the people who make the community what it is. So thank y'all for coming out and, and supporting the team. Number one, but for number two, saying what's up to us, not me personally, because I wasn't there, but Mike G and I there on the floor. When you were there at the game, what did you see from this team that looked similar to what you had seen throughout the season? Because you went to most of the games throughout mm-hmm. the year. Did you see something that looked similar in a good way, similar in a bad way, or um, something that looked different from what the team had looked like all year? What did, what did you see? Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll start with the bad. Okay. Similarities in a bad way was the scoring drive that we went on the, in the second half where I was starting to creep back into the game, and it got close um, with about three minutes left. It was like, okay, what's going on, guys? Like, we really going to do this today? This is how we doing? Um, yeah. And... It just it seemed as if we were going to be reliving uh, the bad moments from the from the um, from the season where we weren't able to close out teams. Um, but then conversely, the good, which was different, they were able to get it together, um, doing the things. Listen, Coach Pearl, an amazing job this season. I keep saying it over and over again. Coach Pearl has been stressing to the team, getting stops and getting to the free throw line in late games, and that's exactly what they did in this game. They yeah. got stops when they needed to, got to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. 
um, other things that were completely unusual, we scored a bunch of points. Like, we just have not been scoring a bunch of points. I mean, we've been doing better scoring down the stretch. This actually has been more typical of what Auburn has been doing. Um, but we scored really well. Trey Donaldson, man, we'll talk about Trey. Mm. Mm. But we shot the ball. When Iowa started heating up shooting, Auburn was able to return fire. Yes. That's something we ain't seen a lot. It was like, okay, y'all, oh, 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 so we, oh, oh, you were shooting now. We sh- okay, I, we can shoot too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so... <laughs> That's not really yeah. what we could do, but we did last night. Well, we did it, though, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was yeah. definitely good to see that. Really happy with the play uh, that we've seen from KD uh, of late, man. He's out here being hungry, aggressive. Uh, he's being a pest on the defensive end. Janai mm-hmm. Broom was every bit the shot blocker that he had been um, at his previous stop. Right. He was out there erasing stuff, man. Um, yeah. I, l- I liked everything that I saw from this team. Wendell Green didn't have a great game to start out, but closed the game really well. Yeah, uh, I thought so too. You know, some 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 timely. Uh, he he got to the bucket, got a, a really clutch layup, went to the free throw line, didn't miss any free throws when he got there. Yeah. Um, didn't turn the ball over. Like you know, he didn't have the greatest shooting performance. He hit the one three, um, but yeah, Wendell Green played great late. Uh, he just. A lot of good things. And we still have not had like a really good game from Jay Will, right? Like didn't we get have. a great game from Jay Will. Mm-mm. Got a uh, okay game from Alan Flanagan, but still were able to close out the deal. Love it. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good performance. I What I saw from my vantage point looking at the game from home was surprised that Jay Will didn't have a good game after not having a great game in the SEC tournament. And I don't just put that on the fouls because I thought he his defensive plays weren't great. They yeah. got him in trouble. Um, some decisions there that like, hey, you don't even have to be there. You don't have to try for that play. So one, I thought one foul was BS, but two, the other two was like, no, nah, that, was, that wasn't a great foul. Now, to be fair, if the one clown call doesn't get called, then he's still on the floor for the game. Probably get more of a rhythm. He came out second half looking a little more determined to get some buckets mm-hmm. and kind of make up for what he missed in the first half. But for sure, uh, Jay Will hasn't been the strongest presence. And I think we talked about this before and we got time to get into this after the season's over, but I hope he comes back. Yeah. I hope he comes back after the season because you can see the talent. You see the, the, the length and the ability to shoot is, is going to be something that gets him looks from the NBA, but he's going to have to tighten up some things as far as his consistency and his mental presence on the floor. Yep. Um, sure. But I was very surprised that we were able to kind of keep pace with their scoring. Well, look, let's go back to this real quick. This game went exactly how you and I said it had to go. Exactly. Which is you stifle them early, you get a bit of a lead, and then you keep pace with them when their scoring starts to pick up. Yep. That is exactly what we did. That is exactly how the game played out, except late down the stretch, we were able to make the plays that kept us ahead just by a nose. I think they, they shortened it to either two or four at one point. The, the gap was they, they shortened the lead to. Uh, I want to say it was four was the closest they got late game, but I, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But a blur when you win. I <laughs> know, uh, right? <laughs> we won. Who cares? I was nervous. I was nervous. I know y'all were nervous too, but we won. That's all that matter. But yeah, that's what looked good to me. That's what, what it looked like to me from, from a fan vantage point at home. I know y'all have some comments. What did y'all see from home? I know everybody was watching this game. We don't have a reason not to support our Tigers there in the round of 64. So um, get to a couple comments real quick. But before we get back to some other questions, Valencia Jackson saying that Trey went off. Yes. 
Trey went off. I I have questioned constantly, why not give him more minutes down the stretch, critical times down the stretch? Because Wynn had not just missed shots, he had made some questionable decisions down the stretch. Ike, what did you see um, with the minutes that Trey Donaldson got? I don't think they were more than they usually were. He just seemed to be really big impact with those minutes. But do you think his play warrants a change of end of game strategy for BP, or is it just always going to be Wendell down the stretch? I mean, so here's the thing. Um, Trey played great last night. The the issue with giving him the late minutes in in, in the mind, I, I'm, I'm assuming of the coach is just you're trusting him to make the right decisions, right? He's got to grow up at some time, but when you have a guy that you know that you trust to do that sort of thing, regardless of what we kind of feel about Wendell's shot selection at the end of games, um, a lot of those scenarios, I just don't know where else they're going to go with the ball. And Trey's not really a shot creator like that. Like if you think about, like he had the step back three, right? But mm-hmm. most the, the other threes that he came, had came off of rotations and stuff like that. He's not the shot creator that Wendell is. He's he's a bigger guy, but he just isn't a, a guy who off the bounce is really getting his shot, and he's not really getting to it consistently. Um, despite having some flashes of good moments. Now, we're hoping that right. he's going to continue to mature in that, um, but that just hasn't been his thing as of uh, yet as an Auburn Tiger. So uh, hopefully, again, he'll he'll get into that space where he's able to do that. Um, and he he hasn't been to the free throw line a lot, but we do know that, again, Bruce Pearl wants to get to the free throw line late game. We know Wendell Green can hit free throws, right? Like yeah. that's not. There's no question as to whether or not he can make his free throws when he steps up there late game. Right. He doesn't miss a lot of those. So I think a lot of that too has to come with his confidence uh, in Coach Pearl and the ability of that guard to be able to make clutch free throws, in which we know Wendell Green can do. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. See, Leanne Owen saying she saw Ike and Mike last night at the game. Talked to KD's mom and said that he was coming back. Okay, Wendell's granddad always says that he, they don't tell him what's up if he's coming back. So we we can speculate about this. We got more time because we still got another game to play, all right, against a good Houston team. So do we like both Wendell and KD coming back? Uh, I mean, I don't see any. So here's the thing. Even if they come back, that doesn't mean you don't have minutes reduced right if somebody else is playing better somebody returning doesn't automatically gift them minutes they still have to earn those minutes on the floor um so it just kind of depends on if they're the best person available then absolutely we have them coming back um no problem i don't really see that being a huge issue um it doesn't help us with the whole you know size issue that we have at the guard position but katie's a dog man like i don't you you never just say i don't want no dogs on my team dog i don't right Right. Yeah, no, I want the guy who's going to go out there and he wants to smoke. And KD is, mm-hmm. by all accounts, really great in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to throw away energy, effort, and locker room camaraderie just for what? Like, I just don't understand right. that thought process. So, no, I, I, I welcome him back. Um, Wendell, he's 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 got a dog in him as well. He's not the same kind of dog as KD, but he wants all the smoke whenever it's available to him. Um, hopefully he can continue to progress in his ability to make decisions. But yeah, I don't see any any reason not to do it. Yeah, for sure. And I I wonder a little bit about what that does to Holloway's minutes because Aiden Holloway's coming Mm -hmm. in by all accounts. He is a scorer scorer. Right. And if he's a better outside shooter or more consistent outside shooter than either one of those guys, how does BP find their minutes 
Yeah, while, I mean, while Trey Donaldson is, is burgeoning as well. Zip Jasper's minutes are going to be gone, right? So you can That's definitely give true. him some of Zip's minutes. And then you're going to have to steal minutes from one of those other guys, right? Like yeah. um, the guard rotation is going to look very different next year. But, mm-hmm. you know, Zip, KD, Trey, and now uh, Aiden. That's still four really good guards that you can rotate in and out, and he can keep people fresh. And he can definitely, if if you're, you're giving more trust to Trey late game, that gives you time to bring Aiden along. Um, and then that also allows you to be able to, late in the game, ride whoever's hot as opposed to whoever's got the most experience because it's going to be clear Trey's gotten his experience this year, this season. KD and Wendell already have their experience, so you'll have an opportunity to let Aiden come in and maybe be an offensive closer and somebody else be the on-ball point guard. Mm. Okay. See, this is film room, Mike, that y'all are getting right here. I'm just giving y'all a little peek. That's why y'all need to be members, but we're going to get into that in a little bit. I see uh, James Barnett. Apparently, he saw you up there. Ike, he said, thanks for your help on yesterday. Ah, this he is actually an email situation, yeah. Okay, okay, bit, bit, bit. John Brandon joining in. Trigger trade. Bench production was fire. Love the fight. Just need to watch the early unnecessary fouls. Janai's free throws were clutch. We were great from the free throw line yesterday. Yeah, not we bad. I mean, we K- KD missed one. Janai missed a couple. Uh, but overall, pretty good from the free throw line. It was frustrating seeing Janai miss free throws during kind of a critical point in the middle of the game. Um, but... Hey, we closed out well from the free throw line. Uh, definitely props to Wendell Green for that. I think Flanagan had one miss from the line. Um, I'm not looking at a stat sheet right now, just but yeah, still. Yeah. Haley Tubbs saying, I'm so proud of our boys, especially in the end. They kept it together, even when Iowa and the refs started in. I, now, Haley, I did not think the refs were necessarily unfair. As a matter of fact, it looked a lot like what I think happens once the NBA gets into the finals. We had been hit with ticky-tack fouls in the lane when Janai was defending or on in our own ball defense all through league play. This was one of the first games, one of the first games this year, where I thought they let us play defense in the paint without calling us for a bunch of fouls. And the same thing with Iowa. They, they defended. They had some that I thought could have been body contact. But honestly, we rather, I would rather them let some play go because that benefits us as the more aggressive defensive team at least when we're playing Iowa. Now, Houston next round, different story. Completely different type of team, a very strong defensive team. But at least for this game, I thought that the rest were pretty fair. And uh, I liked the outcome because when it got late and the fouls, the whistles did start blowing for both teams, we were the beneficiaries because we could get into the paint a little bit easier than they could. I, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I... I commented on this when I was watching the start of the, uh, what was the game before us? It was Wisconsin versus West Virginia. And I was like, oh, they're letting them play a little bit on the inside. If they're going to officiate this way, we have a good chance to be able to play because they're going to let them play ball and not just call every little thing. They tightened up on the whistles in the second half, though. And it seemed like mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was for our game. It's like they let them right. play initially, but then as the game got closer, they started whistling a little bit more. The inconsistency is a little frustrating from an officiating standpoint, but at the same time, you understand that people start, when desperation starts happening for players, they start mm-hmm. doing a little extra. And so it's like, okay, in order to keep this from being a bloodbath down here, I have to start whistling some of this so y'all know y'all can't just get away with everything. Like, I'm going to let you play a little bit, but once you start getting into it, I'm going to, you know, give you this, this arm bar. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. settle down. Like, let's, let's play basketball, not make it wrestling. So.
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Let me ask y'all this before we get through the the questions that we got right here. What else did you see yesterday that you love to see that wasn't necessarily related to the Auburn game? Mm. I know I was particularly, I don't want to say I was excited about the Penn State Texas A&M game. But I was excited about the Penn State and Texas A&M game. I really love that. So y'all tell us what y'all saw yesterday that had you pretty excited. Uh, I'm going down here. I see Steve Bradley saying, "Why? wonder why Trey didn't go back in after his hot streak. He was a spark at the moment. I asked this question am- among us when we lost to Bama at Bama because Trey played great. Physically, he's a bigger guard. They can't really rush Trey. He doesn't let people rush him. Um, he's big enough. He's got a strong lower body. He looks like a, he's built like a football player. And I mean, so when he, he puts his shoulder player. down, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he puts his shoulder down uh, to to get some space, he can get it. When he puts his his back to the basket, so they can't pester him, they don't pester him. And I think that makes a huge difference when they're trying to bully him or when he is trying to defend somebody. He's not really getting moved. What did you see? I because I thought he he put in great minutes both both first half and second half. And then we, I just asked you, why don't you go to, to Trey later? But um, extended minutes, more praise for Trey. Do you still question at least not a couple more minutes or at least not some Wendell and Trey minutes at some point? So again? that's the one I would go to is the Wendell and Trey. I think we did it one time, uh, maybe two times in the season, but for like one stretch in the game. And I was like, OK, I've been we've been asking for this and we saw it. I would like to see that happen. But he did actually get a very... it's something that you don't notice because you're not really paying attention. There was an extended period in the second half where Wendell didn't come in the game. It was all Trey. Right, right. And I think that that was intentional because he was like, all right, I'm going to ride Trey playing this well as long as I can because I want to close with Wendell, right? And so Trey played, I don't know how many minutes it was, but it was all up until about the four-minute mark in the second half where it was all Trey in the second half, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Wendell started the second half, but when Trey came in, it was just him. And that's not the normal guard rotation at point guard. That is not typical. And so I think Bruce Pearl was like, Trey's playing well tonight. I'm going to just keep letting him play and play and play. And when he gets tired and he tells me he's ready to come out, then Wendell's ready to go back in and close us out. And I think that that was a a great opportunity for Trey to get some clutch minutes in a really big game and allow Wendell an opportunity to be fresh at the end of the game because that's been a big Mm -hmm. difference for Wendell at the end of games. He's going to be handling the ball a lot. You want him to be fresh to be able to make those lane drives, to be able to make Mm -hmm. those pull-up jump shots. Mm -hmm. Great job on the minutes distribution by Coach Bruce Pearl last night. I liked it. Absolutely. I see Jamal Pye saying Jalen Williams is a defensive liability. And he's shocked because he's so athletic and gifted, but lazy on defense. Next round, we need him to play mean on defense. I I, I mean, I agree that some of his his rotations were slow. And, and the reasons for his fouls were because of him not getting to a spot quick enough. And other times, just not really. It looks like mentally, like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be here. Like, oh, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Um, 
a, a little bit surprised to see that from a senior, but I don't know. I got, what, what do you read from from the play of Jalen these last two games? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the entire season, Jalen hasn't been great defensively. Um, he's been a little bit better off the ball helping with shot blocking occasionally, but he's not particularly great on the defensive glass rebounding the ball. And he's not particularly great rotating and and uh, moving his feet defensively. It's something that he definitely needs to work on. D- defense is is effort and instinct. He doesn't lack the effort. I think he lacks some of the defensive right. instinct to be able to know this is where a guy's trying to set me up to go. Let me be prepared to move in this way. It's because it's not about lateral quickness and it's not about athleticism. He's got plenty of both of those. It's more right. so about. He just doesn't really have the feel defensively for whatever reason. Um, and it's something he's been struggling with. We talked about the the late game against Vanderbilt where they had the straight line drive. That was Jay Will mm-hmm. not rotating yeah. properly. Like um, Zepp got screened down. That's Jay Will's man that he came on the screen with. I don't know what Jalen was doing in that situation to allow that straight line drive when your guy is the screener. Right. If he was going to decline. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> film, I film, I. Yeah. But still, uh, yeah, Jay, Jay, he is he has a ways to go defensively. And I think it would behoove him to come back another season to really, you know, uh, I, I don't remember whether it was you. I was talking to some either it was on here recently, but I saw a clip uh, also of Kobe talking about how during the offseason, a lot of guys work on the stuff that they're really good at so yeah, they can go into these leagues and show out. And he's like, mm-hmm. I use the offseason to work on everything. It's like, I don't care if I have good games in a pro-am tournament. I'm trying to work mm-hmm. on something I'm not good at so that when I come right. into the season, I'm good. So like, Jalen doesn't need to go sh- throw up more threes. He can shoot. All offseason, he need to be like, nope, I'm not playing no offense. You take the ball. I'm playing defense. I'm locking somebody right. down. Who, who's the best guy out here I could guard? I'm locking yeah. somebody down today and get that kind of mentality about himself. If he comes back and he can play better defense um, along with the things that he can do offensively, Jalen's going to be a force. Yeah. I see Ann Robinson in here saying that great win last night. Hopefully, Trey keeps up the great play. But Houston looked real fragile last night. All right. So... I recorded the Houston game. I was going to record it anyway. Um, luckily, they played after us, so I knew that we needed it. Got the game on tape. And I saw a team struggling. Now, to be fair, Northern Kentucky had some size, and I thought that they were playing pretty well. They were shooting terrible, but so was Houston. Did you get the chance to look at Houston at all, Ike? And if you did, what did you see? So we stayed and watched the first half of that game. Um, mm-hmm. And Houston's big, man. Yeah. <laughs> they they are yeah. they are a lengthy team and they dominated that game pretty much on the glass, mm-hmm. but they don't shoot the ball particularly well. Yes, um, they're they're a patient team and they'll they'll you know rotate and try to get, but their game is get a good shot, crash the glass. Yeah, um, they want to get the ball inside, um, but. I wouldn't say that Houston looked fragile. They just, so Sasser being hurt is a big deal. And one of their other yeah. big guys being in down is a big deal, right? Like they're yeah, not at a 100%. Um, but I, I'll say that they don't look particularly menacing from the outside. Right. Um, and so it's going to be incumbent on us to to pack the paint and not allow Houston straight line drives or easy duck downs from their big men. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same pretty much is I thought that they are built the same way or at least they play the same way that we do but with bigger players Mm -hmm. at almost every position and kind of similar to Arkansas not great shooters they're going to get a good shot but they're going to out rebound you and I hope that that our guys are ready for that challenge 
Um, Cam says, I love the fact that when the game got tight, KD was the one to settle us down to run a set play, not just Wendell. I, me and Mike argued about this on the live. I think it was Sunday afternoon. I did not at all mind that KD got an opportunity for the last shot on, in the game against Arkansas because he has been balling mm-hmm. the last month, really. Um, his transformation over the course of the season has been fantastic for us, and I didn't mind that. I kind of expected KD's run to continue after how well he played in the Arkansas game, and he's stepping up to the to the challenge, man. KD has been been great for us. Yeah, KD, uh, um, I did love when, when the ball got pushed ahead to him. Instead of what you would typically have seen from KD, you know, a year ago is plow ahead and try to go get, you know, a foul call or, or a quick layup. He mm-hmm. holds the ball and he's like, all right, calm down. We got this right. and let's right. get the ball back out. And he had opportunities to take quick shots. Right. He had right. opportunity, like, because that's what that's what Iowa actually wanted him to do. They wanted to bait our guards into, let's. Pr- they wanted to speed the tempo up, get them past half court, and then invite them to try to drive too far into the lane and get themselves in trouble. And KD didn't take the bait. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. We'll hold it. We'll take, we, we got a lead. I don't have to do all that. Yep. Yeah. Run some clock. Get it into the half yeah. court. I loved it, man. Okay. I've been I've been saying it for weeks. He's been maturing. He is. So yeah, a yeah. mature KD with the same dog mentality, because that was the problem, right? Like for some reason, he lost the edge, but he was being more patient. Right. He's finding a way, like he's he's Professor um Professor Hulk right now. He's found a way <laughs> to merge the intellectual calm side with the beastly side. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's a problem for some people out there playing Auburn. Yeah. It, it took a while. It took a, a season and a half, almost two whole seasons. But listen, man, this is development. Yeah. It takes some time, but he's getting better for sure. Uh, I see Leanne saying when the correct call, what is the correct call when the ball goes off the ref like it did with Jay Wills? So, I have no idea. All right. So this was an odd one because I didn't, I, I watched it live and I didn't get to see a replay. Mm-hmm. Um, if the ref is not standing out of bounds, he, and he's in the field of play, it's still a live ball. If he's mm-hmm. out of bounds, he's technically part of out of bounds, and therefore it would have been a dead ball. Um, I don't know where the ref was standing on that play, again, because I didn't right. get to see a replay of it. Uh, but it should have been, if he were in bounds, it's still an, a live ball, and then it would have been um, whoever knocked it out of bounds at that point in time. Right. They right. called a double dribble initially, which was weird. It's like the ball because it clearly, hit the ref and then he right. Yeah. It's like the ball clearly got knocked out of his hand, or he lost control of the ball, and then it touched some other person, not the player holding it. That's right. not a double dribble. So right. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Exclusive TV says Virginia losing made his day. It made a lot of our day. Although the further we get away from that double dribble in 2019. Virginia losing a lot and embarrassingly doesn't make me feel as good as an Auburn National Championship would have made me feel in 2019. I would take Virginia making it to the Final Four every year if they call that double dribble. I don't know, man. I'm still a little heated about that. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't I don't feel bad when they lose at all. Um, I do smile a little bit. It's just like, hey, man, yeah, all right. Y'all got you one. But now the basketball gods are anchored. So, but, but that. hey, 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 basketball guys, let me holler at you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it. I, I understand their punishment. When do we get our retribution, though? Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to revel in their situation. I need you to 
okay, here's your gifted national championship on a bad call or something like that. Because I'm going to still take it, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like that was our our energy coming back in this. I just need y'all to come on this way. All right? Appreciate you. For sure, for sure. James Moore saying Houston struggling last night stood out. Yeah, again, they um they didn't look fluid, but the last half of the season, they've looked nothing like the first half of the season team that had been dominating people. They were winning by like 30, 40, 40 points a game. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the, the thing with Houston is that like Gonzaga, they don't play in a conference that's going to give them a ton of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They, I mean, they, they've got a ton of athletes. I and mean, then this is not to say that Houston's not a good team. I'm not saying that. I think Houston actually right. is a really good team. I've said all season yeah. that I thought Houston was one of the best teams in the country. Um, but I also think that there's a lot more parity in college basketball now where yes. there's no like yes. extremely dominant teams. There's like a lot of good teams. And then there's some lot, a lot of teams that on any given night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Houston offensively has struggled a lot. and it's going to be interesting to see with like how this game is going to go Saturday. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting as well. He really says Hawkeye fans thought they were booing to the crying coach's son that fouled out and jumped on Twitter about it. It was bruise, not booze. Yeah, Hawkeye's fans on Twitter were very... They, they were super salty last super night. Super salty. Man. I'm like, y'all are Iowa. Y'all don't even win nothing in basketball anyway. Like, I could see if this is your bread and butter, this is what you do. I figured y'all would be more hyped up about, you know, beating a Michigan or Ohio State in football every year than this. Why do y'all care about this so much? Like, you're going to lose, man. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Down. Then they started going to the generic, oh, you're from Alabama. So the cousin love. I'm like, oh man, y'all pulling that out the head. Y'all real hurt. This is like the first joke. Like the actual first joke. Like y'all joke. aren't in Iowa. Iowa's Alabama North, man. What do y'all think? We got it. No, no, more, nobody's uh, going to Des Moines, Iowa City. <laughs> settle down. Come there on, will man. never be NCAA, NCAA tournament there. How about that? Y'all won't, y'all won't get to host that because y'all, y'all ain't got nothing going on. Uh, P-Pass, this wasn't Texas A&M's game. This wasn't the Texas A&M game. Uh, it, it hurt a little bit that we lost the way they did when they beat us at home. When they beat us at Texas A&M, that was complete BS. Brandy Mack, shout out to Brandy Mack. She said it on the Mike Mack and Memes podcast on Auburn Express, by the way. And it held true. Texas A&M had been out free throw shooting people just in large volumes, in stupid volumes, most of the season. And that's how they got most of their wins. When it didn't happen, they lost. They lost handily to Bama. It didn't happen then. They lost seriously to Penn State. And honestly, Penn State did not surprise me too much because they had been a dangerous team all year. They didn't look great half of the year, but they are a, I'm a chuck it up team. And if it's dropping, it's dangerous, and they got them. Texas A&M got, got Penn State got them. I was not mad at all to see that. I, how did you feel watching Texas A&M go down? I didn't watch any of that game. I did listen to it a little bit on the radio, and I was shocked at mm-hmm. how poorly it sounded as if Texas A&M was doing in their decision-making because they have, um, they've got guards that have been pretty much dominating the play. The entire... Um, in the entire season. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't seem as if they, 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 they never really were playing composed that entire game. I think that they, it's one of those things where like, oh, they ain't going to hit another one, but they hit another one. Yeah. 
man, he ain't finna hit that one. It's kind of how I thought our game was going to go. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I was going to yeah. come out there bombing on us and we was going to be like, come on, bro. Don't nobody shoot this. Y'all ain't Golden State. Calm down, bro. Penn State yeah. was out there looking like Golden State, apparently. Yeah. that That's the danger of a team who all they want to do is score and chuck up threes. You can't let them start that way. You can't. You cannot. Texas A&M didn't get the benefit of whistles and slowing the game down to a crawl to keep teams from getting their offense going and to be able to set defense quickly. So what happens? They run, they gun, they hit, and now you are trying to play catch-up. And like we've talked about before, if that's not your game, that's not your game. Susan Scales saying, bye-bye, Virginia. Yeah, bye-bye, Virginia. See y'all later. (laughs) Christian Crawford, was that Auburn's best game overall last night? That's the best I've seen them play. I actually stopped watching at some point this year because of how inconsistent we were playing. Well, Christian, I understand if you you were frustrated with what you were seeing on, on the court. I was going to watch anyway because I wanted to see if and when we improved when we turned that corner. Now, it didn't necessarily result in wins, but I do think it's fair to say this team has started playing better over the last month of the season. Guys who were struggling at different points, KD Johnson, uh, Wendell, Alan Flanagan, all of these guys have been playing better as the season has gone on. Um is that fair to say it was their best game? I don't think it was their best I game. I think Missouri Honestly, was the best game of the season for Auburn. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think the opponent has a lot to do with it in this game because what they are good at, we could handle. We could handle a team that, that scores well. But if you don't have the size and athleticism to stick, stick with the athletes that we have, you didn't have a chance. I was not a good defensive team. No. They were not going to hold us down. So it didn't surprise me. I actually, um, picking bets just casually, I had Auburn to cover this game. I was like, oh, well, they, they can't really stick with us. We can hold them down. They can't hold us down. This is a, a great matchup for us. Um, I I wasn't surprised. Best game, I think, Missouri. But yeah, I, I wasn't surprised this was so. Last one right here. Monroe says, nah, Iowa. It's a basketball state, but all the talent leaves and goes somewhere else. Well, they need to do better. Y'all need to start getting these people back in here, man. Y'all, it was... Man, this... <laughs> I'm... Uh, I know the Big Ten is supposed to be somewhat a competitive conference, but they were a little overhyped this year. They were a little overhyped. I know Maryland beat uh, West Virginia in the 8-9 matchup, so they'll advance. I think that's who plays Bama next, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised to see Iowa not be that good. They There was a lot of up and down and mid in that conference this season. So y'all be listening to The Morning Drop. Your boy B. Will, Ike Jones. We'll be back at y'all on Sunday with the weekend tailgate. We might be able to put something together for our game, uh, pregame or postgame tomorrow because, I mean, come on, man. That's going to be a good matchup. We got to be ready to cover that game. So right now, B. Will, Ike Jones. Thank y'all for joining us this morning. War Eagle. Peace. Peace.